please listen carefully. Welcome to Unofficial WoHo Radio, a podcast by women's hockey fans for women's hockey fans. I'm Alice, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Lauren and Tay. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, before we start, we'd just like to also give a huge shout-out to some of our uh, patrons helping support the show, Abby, Allen, Shane. Thank you so much. You are helping us make this show possible. Thank you. If you'd like to join them or our other patrons and get some cool perks and rewards and stuff and also help us do our show, you can go to patreon.com slash unofficial radio. So stuff has happened, which I think should be our, our slogan right now. Stuff. That could, be, that could be the title of the episode. Stuff has happened. <sighs> An abundance of shenanigans. So much nonsense. Oh, an abundance of shenanigans is a much better title. That's very good. <laughs> That's very good. Okay, so what? what's the shenanigans? Oh, man, where to start? You know what's funny? Before we start our episode, I'm always like, oh, God, I'm so tired. And then as soon as we start, I'm like, okay, here we go. Heck yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, but, oh, man, where where to start? I I think we should <laughs> I think we should start because I think we don't need to rehash what everyone else has already said. And we put off this episode, I think we're like a week late because things kept happening. Uh for all I know, we're doing this Friday Saturday night. Saturday is May twenty fifth. For the record. Um we're recording this now. For all I know, tomorrow something big is gonna happen because last time we recorded on like a Friday, I didn't finish editing the episode to like Sunday, and then by that time, the CWHL was gone. So, <laughs> things happen. But I think we should start with the um, creation uh, of the PWHPL, or the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, uh, because that's a big thing, also chronologically. So, so <laughs> the PWHPA formed, and it's like... It's all the for-the-game players, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So. I will say that uh, the PWHPA, I really hope I'm keeping all those letters in there. Um, their <laughs> Twitter is the old CWHLPA Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I only knew this because I had notifications turned on for the CWHLPA Twitter. And I somehow got a notification from the PW, what the fuck ever that is. <laughs> Too many letters. I'm so sorry. Okay, so this episode is getting marked as explicit then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I will I will point out that there is a professional hockey players association that represents the players in the American Hockey League and the ECHL, which I just learned is a um like kind of orphan acronym thing where like the like the letters ECHL no longer stand for anything even though it used to stand for East, East Coast Hockey League because it's no longer on the East Coast only so huh. it's only the ECHL it stands for nothing it means nothing it's like AT&T it means nothing now so there is there is like the men's version of this and I know that because they uh, quote tweeted the PWH PA's uh one of their tweets with you know congrats on forming we look we look forward to seeing you in the um annual meetup in Orlando for the uh for the PHPA so it's just the extra W that trips you up but with the with the Twitter account 
also not only the Twitter account, it's the base logo design. Like the the logo is a uh, part of it is yeah. a silhouette of a um woman hockey player like standing with like a stick like horizontal holding it and that used to be the logo for the cwhlpa when they rebranded uh mm-hmm. this year and then they lost that but they but like the players still owned it because it was given like that and the uh website was offered free of charge by um steve Conforti is his name at Sports Marketing All-Stars. So players who used to be in the CWHLPA were like, hey, we might as well use this because we still own it. Okay, so um, also they all tweeted out uh, the same thing about Unity and a link to some sort of release, but none of the links in any of the tweets worked. <laughs> yeah, apparently it got so much web traffic in and the website was so new that um, the DNS wasn't configured or whatever technical thing. Basically, the website was a baby <laughs> website and it was not big enough to handle all the people desperate to read this release. But it wasn't like it, it was a, it was a broken link. It was just the website was just a baby and could not do anything. Oh, me too. Mood. OK, so um, purpose of the PWHPA is to serve as a vehicle dedicated to promoting and supporting the creation of a single viable women's professional league in North America, which I think is what all players want, whether they're for the game or not. I think they all want a viable professional league. Yeah, I think for me, it was it was interesting. I was reading a tweet by... Gabs Fundero on Twitter at Gab Fun tweeted out uh, in response to the Ice Gardens Kaylee Fratkin Q and A. Like the quote, the quote tweet was like, "The end game is the same for everyone, but is this really our best road? I think that this isn't the best way to leverage what we've been building, and that's been really difficult for me." And then Gabby quote tweeted that with, "I say this with as much respect as possible. I genuinely don't understand how the end game is the same for everyone." Fratkin uses the phrase "part time" in here in reference to playing pro women's hockey. I think the PWHPA has made it pretty clear they're after more than that. I guess you could look at that as two different roads, but at this point, will they lead to the same result? Both groups are willing to accept very different things, and if that's where you're starting, I'm not sure if you're going to end up in the same place. Which I think is like interesting to think about in terms of like why players are doing certain things and like obviously i'm with the players in that like i'm not gonna go and like show at the players still in the nwhl and i'm also not gonna like say that the for the game and the pwhpa is like on a futile mission like either way but in that case it's just interesting because i think it's true that there are people who are have very different views of how things are going to go and that it's probably a spectrum of like what people are willing to willing to is probably the bad a bad way to phrase it but what people think can be accomplished and what can happen and what will happen because like i think the nwhl people from what i've seen them talk about it's like slow growth and we're getting there it's baby steps you just got to keep supporting this league and it'll, it'll happen eventually and then uh, the PWHPA is and for the game is very much no we're gonna go and we want this out of the gate because we've been waiting too long and it's not functioning for a lot of people that to me is really interesting because a lot of the arguments I've seen against for the game are that they're just waiting around for someone to save them but you look at, at for the game and they're like here's what we want and we want it right now 
and the NWHL people who are like for the NWHL right now are like, well, this is what we want, but we have to wait for the growth for it to happen. So who's really the one who who's who are really the ones waiting here? Yeah, yeah, I, f- I find it very interesting, the language being used by some people. And this isn't like a subtweet, like, I can't name people off the top of my head. But it's just kind of a conversation where people have been like, I don't think waiting around or um, sitting around or being idle, kind of like things that have been used to talk about for the game and um, the association. And that's not what's been happening. If you like read what they've been saying, and you can bet that these things have been in the works for weeks, if not months, probably, probably closer to weeks. Although I assume that some larger things are probably have probably been in the works for longer. Cause I think if the CUHL had stayed around, there would have been more likely to have been a general boycott, not as much what this movement is, but I think I just find it very interesting that the language being used by the people on, and I can, I want to phrase it as NWHL versus for the game, but the people who are, in the NWHL, like with the NWHL, are looking at this as you're waiting out, like you're sitting out. When on the other side, it's like they're doing all the stuff. They've incorporated an organization. They've been calling and they've been keeping track of things. They've been reaching out and doing things that aren't necessarily on the ice. And I think it's just very interesting to watch how people look at what other people are doing and how they word what that's what that looks like to them. Mm-hmm. And... I th- I think it's it's frustrating to me watching how the media is the me- I use that in quotes like the media and by that I usually like I mean for the most 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 part ma- mainstream media think like CBC SBN the Athletic etc like that kind of big media um that doesn't do and doesn't cover women's hockey on a day to day basis and doesn't know it as intimately as people that are following it quite closely. And I think I'm seeing a lot of is um, the for the game people are against the NWHL or they are like attacking the NWHL or however people are looking at it. And I just I think that that's just like a a misconception or like deliberately overlooking the nuances of what's going on, because the for the game people just don't want the NWHL in any way, shape or form. The NWHL was like talking and saying like, hey, why haven't they reached out to us? We want to talk to them. And the for the game people are like, we don't, the NWHL is just not in their plans at all. They they have moved on from that, which I think we talked about Lauren last time. Yeah. But it's just, they've, they've moved on. And the NWHL is the other big player in this that is sort of at risk from this movement. And I think they desperately want a solution. And the media is picking that up as, this versus that when I don't think that's necessarily the main conflict. If there is even like that sort of conflict, because I don't think you can look at it as easily as this versus that. Any thoughts, Tay? Mm, not really. I mean, y'all really summed it up. It's it's oh. not a lot of waiting around. Like there's so much like organizing and everything. Oh, did we switch topics? I'm so sorry. No, I mean like that's kind of right. They're not making public moves right now they're organizing and like getting their message like solidified and what next steps they're going to make public i don't know there's so much going on behind the scenes that it feels silly to like make any kind of assumption about what it is exactly they're doing yeah i remember one tweet from someone who shall remain nameless because i do not remember their name uh where they said like it feels like making the 
PWHPA should have been their first step instead of making the hashtag f- or something like that. Like, like the, that was like the intention. And I was just thinking, like, just because they announced it in a certain way doesn't mean that's not what was happening behind the scenes. Like, this is clearly you don't just incorporate something like overnight. You don't just make a nonprofit overnight. And um, oh, by the way, I feel to clarify for some people, because I see a lot of a lot of a lot of sites and a lot of outlets reporting the uh, association as a labor union. It's not. It's a standard nonprofit it could be a union. Uh, the um, it's it's so complicated. I don't pretend to understand these kinds of laws or anything, but it could be it could become a union. But right now, it's not really. There's no point in them making it one because they aren't working for anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not unionized. It is a nonprofit with labor goals in mind. There's a difference, although like I think saying that just because they're not a union means they aren't they don't really care is is a silly argument, but. Looking at what people are releasing and how they're conveying their message and their their actions and saying, oh, this is clearly the uh, like the series of events in which like which has happened is the same as what's been released is just so weird to me. Like just because you don't hear about something or it's not publicly announced doesn't mean it's not going on and it's not happening. So mm-hmm. I, I, fi- I find that narrative of, of like, oh, they they're clearly like they don't know what they're doing. They don't have a solid message is just kind of silly, like just because they aren't telling you things doesn't mean things aren't happening yeah and so far everything has been a really organized unified front in what whatever it is that they are like posting like it's clear that they're doing slow rollouts of Mm -hmm. whatever message that they are spreading um for this um like starting with the hashtag like literally just starting small and like saying we're not playing in a league this year with the hashtag and then with their uh, PWHPA and like clearly there's going to be more things coming in the future just to just to think that what they're doing is not considered like actively fighting for their futures when it's clear like the amount of organization and thought that's gone into this that just that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. people in North America just hate organized labor movements to be to be real cynical about it uh, we have been brainwashed into hating the concept of unions. Also, um, like one thing that bothers me about many people who are anti for the game um, is I keep seeing a lot of like just fans of the game or like even hockey writers saying like sitting out for a year isn't what's best. What's best is like this, that, or the other thing. And it's like, why do you think you know what's best for these 200 plus women who actually play the game, who actually are the ones that have to play in whatever league, or they don't have to play, but who could play in whatever league is available. Like, I just, I find that really irritating, especially because often those kinds of comments come from men who always just think they know what's best for women than women themselves do. Hashtag WWIHL. Oh, oh, yeah. We're not even going to touch that. Yeah. Just go listen to the, to the stick to sports. Go, go check the description of this episode and listen to the stick to stick to sports episode in there. Cause that Um, conveys our, our same opinions on that. And go look at the memes on my Twitter page. Cause they're, they're good in my opinion. They are very good. They are quality memes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just 
people and then and then along those lines, people saying, oh, I'm going to be like, you know, it's going to suck not having hockey or like women's hockey or that's not what's needed to hashtag grow the game and things like that. Well, first of all, like bold of you to assume that, you know, more than the players. And second, people just really, really want the product of women's hockey more than they want the players to be treated properly. They would rather have these people work these part-time jobs, idolize them for having to do this stuff. Like, um, I think it was Liz Knox was mentioning in an article, which I will try and find. And she was saying that she was like doing a degree and playing in the CHL and being the CHL player association, like co-chair. And she would get up at five in the morning and then go to bed at midnight. And that was just her life for like a while. Mm. I think this was Liz Knox. If I'm not, if I'm mistaken, check the description. People both say they deserve better and also idolize them for doing this in the first place. And I think that they would rather have this sort of screwed up dichotomy of wanting better, but not actually putting in like the necessary effort in that, like, you know, let's say not playing to force people's hands. Then they would rather have these players play through the in those conditions in that way and continue like this, like weird idolization of the concept of sacrificing for the game than actually witness any real sacrificing in that these players are they are putting a lot on the line the actual players not just the fans who are sad they won't get to see their faves play anyway i'm just i'm just very frustrated like you don't you as a consumer don't deserve this product you know and it's the players the workers because they are workers deserve fair compensation and insurance and things like that and if you know to get that it means that you don't get to watch hockey like once a week I think that's a fair sacrifice. And if you don't, then you need to really re-examine your priorities. You're not entitled to, to someone's free labor just because you like watching those players. Yeah. So moving on from from that, because I think we've said... So I'll be honest, when it comes to the contract, there's so many like legal bits and like math involved that I don't fully understand everything the only thing i understand is that someone is saying that like there is an increase of pay but it's actually not like a raise they're just playing more and actually being compensated for more games yeah yeah i don't understand a lot of i don't understand some parts of the of the contracts either but the parts i do understand um scare me so yeah in case you you didn't know in case you've been living under a rock like the nohl um, has new contracts that were negotiated with the NWHLPA. And one of the things that not only the NWHL, but also the NWHLPA said that the league was offering was an increased salary. Um, however, the increase in salary, um, it's not really a raise. It's more like if you worked at a restaurant and your boss was like, oh, hey, I'm going to give you a raise and increase your wages. But then instead of you pe- instead of paying you more for, more per hour, she just added more shifts to your schedule. That's really what it is. Yeah. Um, it feels very much like the both of them were pushing this uh, very hard. Like the fact that um, that they were getting paid more and all this stuff. Like it was like a great increase and it was really good for players. And clearly the NWHL cares about the players. And then afterwards people are looking at it like, okay, but there are still a lot of problems. 
Also, I feel um, like it's important to note, I think, just to clarify for some people, the NWHL um, PA isn't actually a separate organization. It's actually a part of the NWHL. So it's not officially a union and doesn't have any official power. And the first head of the um, PA was actually a league employee. So I'm not... On one hand, like, I do think that they have the best interests of the players in mind. I just think that their version of best interests and perhaps a completely disconnected version, like, you know, group's version of best interest might be different. Anyway, yeah. I just feel like that's important for people to know because I think people assume that anything that has the word players association in it uh, is automatically like an independent union uh, when it's not in this case. Yeah. It's actually a part of the league. Also, um, to give people exact numbers on like the salary increase and like the number of games increasing, um, the salary cap is going from one hundred thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand, and the the game schedule is going from sixteen games per team to twenty four games. So it's like, I I actually did the math, and I'm not good at math, but it's like pretty much exactly the same per game. And, like, of course, for individual players, their salary will be different because everyone signs their own contract and um, gets paid a different amount. But as far as, like, salary cap goes, it's going to be the same per game. Yeah. And uh, so the Victory Press reached out to the NWHLPA's attorney about these contract uh, player contracts. And I'll link the Twitter thread. They're going to write more about it, presumably. But for now, like, here's here's what... The lawyer, I feel like, like the what the attorney told them. So uh, it's impossible to say what the per game compensation level is going to be, but uh, apparently minimum base salaries increased 40%, whatever that means, because uh, they haven't been releasing salary numbers uh, in the past after the salary cuts. Can't imagine why not. Yeah. Uh, and they mentioned um, more regular pay schedule. People were suspicious about that. Rightly so, because that has some bad implications for previous pay schedules. Also, um, more regular pay schedule is not the same as a set pay schedule or a routine pay schedule. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So it's referring to the sponsorship revenue split, which is going to be paid on a rolling basis. I don't know what rolling basis means, but like, you know, you can Google that as opposed to at the end of the contract term, which is what the league originally wanted. Uh, the attorney did mention that pay was late in previous years and no one wants that to happen again, presumably. And here's here's the I mean, obviously, those previous things are not great. I mean, they are improvements, but it's just improvements upon a thing that was already very bad and it gets worse. Well, the previous contract gets worse because I'm just going to read out this entire thing. And it's a lot of words, but like it's important. So. A player may terminate the contract without cause upon 30 days written notice. It is important to note that in the event a player terminates without cause, she is precluded from joining another professional North American league until September 28th, 2020, or six months from the end of the term. Uh, so that's, uh, and then that's bad, but I'm just going to read the second thing and we can talk about both of them. Players have a right to terminate the contract without cause. The prior indemnification and waiver provisions of last year's contract were omitted. So players are not contractually waiving any rights or indemnifying the league. So, so many bad things in that. Shady. Shady things that obviously we don't know anything about the law. Uh, we, we know some things about the law. We don't know much about this law, but 
You don't Nowhere need is bad. You, you, you don't need to know much to know is bad. So to break that down, so they can terminate their contract without cause. But if they do that, um, then they can't play in another professional North American league until like until almost October 2020. So i.e. past free agency period for whatever theoretical currently non-existent league that is. That's just it's just why? Why would you put that in there other than like for any other reason than to try and deter people? Because it's unclear. Don't quote like don't quote me on this. It's unclear how actually enforceable this is. And it's probably going to turn it's probably going to end up being like who's willing to lawyer up kind of thing. Because uh, yeah. you might not be able to enforce it, but like, will people know that? And can people actually do anything or will they have to pay to get a lawyer to figure out that they could do it in the first place and that they couldn't be enforced? Anyway, so why else would you put that in there except to like try and stop another league? And I get like non-compete clauses are a thing that you like can have and like it's not good, but like I understand the point of them. But currently there's no league. My other thing is is like people who work for or play for or whatever for the nwhl kind of keep framing for the game as like waiting around and not doing anything and it's not gonna make like a successful league happen and only the nwhl is gonna be a viable league well if they really believe that why would they even put this in their contract yeah it just feels very much like they're afraid that people will leave them once an alternative is is proposed. And the fact that like it, you know, that they claim to be like the only option, which I mean, currently, theoretically, if you want to play hockey and get paid for it and you're a woman. Yes. But the the bar is very low, folks, right now. So. So that's just it's just it feels bad. Tay, do you want to say anything? I'm sorry, you've been very quiet. And we've oh, been very oh, quiet. No, the salt is wonderful. Um. <laughs> No, I mean, like I said, like, I just haven't fully, like, understood everything that's happening, so I'm kind of just taking it in. But, uh, yeah, it's really interesting how the NWHL likes to present, like, a really, really, like, professional and put-together front, but then all this contract stuff comes out, and, like, it sounds messy. Oh, it gets messier <laughs> in the next section here. That's actually a great segue. Good job, Tay. Um, You're welcome. Because... Okay, so here it gets fuzzy on the specifics, but, like, the intention is kind of, I would say, clear. So uh, the prior indemnification and waiver provisions of last year's contract were omitted. So the players are not contractually waiving any rights or indemnifying the league. Indemnifying is a word I had to look up because uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a law term, but, like, it's a word that I'm not overly familiar with. So I looked it up, and I'm going to read out some... Uh, some definitions uh, to to y'all. So indemnification, compensation for harm or loss, or security against legal liability for one's actions. So and then indemnify, compensate someone for harm or loss, or secure someone against legal liability for their action, actions. So it kind of means, and this is yeah, synonyms: reimburse, compensate, re- recompense, repay, um, guarantee, protect, secure. So basically. Uh, if I had to guess, and this is, again, very up in the air, because, again, I don't know a whole lot and I might be it's like talking complete nonsense. But what I think this is saying, regardless of what it actually is saying, I think the intention is important. 
if someone canceled their contract, terminate their contract, they might have had to do something either because um, w- what that means, like it can mean either uh, don't affect their profits negatively. So either it means that the players can't talk, can't, you know, say negative things about the league after leaving if they quit or they would have to financially compensate the league is like what that could mean. And it's not clear. I don't want to say that that's what had happened. But the fact that that was even a thing on any level and that word was even used is real suspicious. Mm -hmm. Either of those, even if they aren't as bad as like this seems like it could be, it's still not good. The fact that that was even in there at all, although I should know it's not in there anymore. Um, It was omitted. Like it's not in the, it's not in this contract, but the fact that it was last time tells me that that contract was bad. Last year's contract probably sucked a lot. Hmm. Well, I know like in the past, they also had a non-disparagement clause. Yes. That's another thing. Like they couldn't say anything bad about the NWHL, which. So shady. So shady. Yeah. That's like, if if you're so good and you're the best place and the most professional, why are people legally not allowed to say mean things about you? Why are your workers, your former employees, because they're classified as employees, not allowed to say things about you? Oh, also the uh, thing about sponsorships, uh, it's a sponsorship revenue split for um, 50-50 after league operating costs are covered. And as for what that means... Uh, we don't know because it just said that the Players Association was satisfied with that. So yeah. I have, I just, this is my question with, I think almost all, if not all of the team Canada and team USA players are sitting out. How much draw is the NWHL going to have? How much are they going to make on ticket and Jersey sales? If no one is really familiar with the players, because there aren't really any big name players mm-hmm. who are agreeing to play. How much, how much profit are they going to make? Is, and is it going to be enough for it to really make a difference with the revenue sharing? Like, yeah. Also important to notice that for sponsorship splitting, you uh, need sponsors paying you money. And to just like give that, like as an example, the NHL gave the league a hundred thousand dollars. That amounts to roughly like, around $500 per player. So you like they, it's a lot of money. You need a lot of money to pay a lot of people properly. If that math is wrong, I'm very sorry, but regardless, my point still stands. And what you were saying, I mean, okay, on, on one hand, that's true, especially with the fact that the players sitting out are campaigning for stuff that is not the NWH. I don't want to say they're campaigning against it because that's not what's happening. But, like, they aren't going to the Olympics. Because the Olympics, when the Olympics were happening, they lost some, like, they lost, like, what, like, some players. A lot. A lot of, yes, a lot of players. Um, I don't want to say, like, the ad amount, because I know there were um, national team players in CUHL and probably overseas. But on one and hand, they they were doing okay with that. Like, it didn't dip too much. And But the Olympics are a draw to women's hockey because they can use – Obviously, they don't talk about the professional leagues as much as they should. But that's kind of that's a totally different situation because they're they're promoting women's hockey, grow the game like they're doing that. And this is kind of the opposite 
where they're talking about the problems with the NWHL as, oppo- as opposed to saying, here's a professional league you should support. So, yeah, like I see, I agree that it's probably not as good as they say it is. The main thing we can take away from the NWHL contracts in this for the game era, we'll call it, that those contracts aren't meeting what the PWHPA and the for the game movement, it's not meeting their expectations. It's not meeting their demands. And again, I think the players believe this, the NWHL, at least at this point, can't meet those demands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that you could say, and again, this is, kind of speculation but also like from what they've said it's that they don't believe that the NHL can ever meet those demands within a reasonable amount of time mm-hmm. and by reasonable they want like this now like it's different than if they were very close and within like two or three years it was it would be it would become clear that they could get to paying them at least enough that it was the equivalent of a part-time job and they were being paid like everyone was being paid at least 20,000 you know but I think that the fact that the salaries don't look that much like the contracts doesn't, it's not anywhere close to what they want. It doesn't look like it's going to be anywhere close and combine that with the fact that the lack of transparency has been such a big problem for them. Like again, salaries were slashed in half at least with no warning at all was screwed over a lot of players. And I think really shook a lot of people's trust in that or in the league, because again, like there was no communication And I think that really bothered people a lot. And I think that even if the league can make these claims, because, again, they said, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have, you know, franchises in Toronto and Montreal. And then they just dropped that because it was something they clearly could not do, whether or not they actually meant it as just purely a PR stunt or they were genuinely going to try and do it. Like the fact that they announced it before probably making any plans, I think, is also another kind of strike against them. So I think. They don't want to, like, the For the Game people don't want to think about the NWHL. They don't want to try and negotiate with it. It's just not anything they're interested in doing because they don't think and they don't believe that it can do anything for them that they want. Mm-hmm. Do you want to move on to the question? <laughs> yeah, and then I want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm so tired. So we got a question from patron Abby. Thank you, Abby. Uh, I'm just going to read out the full thing because okay. I have pulled up. Yeah. A lot has happened recently from the For the Game movement to try to create a new league, etc. Do you have any ideas on how women's hockey fans might be able to help support the players in the movement and also the NWHL as well as the only league in North America this season? Also, is there anything fans can do to try to help out? Or is this um, is it a case of just let the players involved do their thing and try to support whatever they decide to do? Which is very good. I have been thinking about this. And uh, does someone else want to go first? Because I've been talking a lot. Okay. Um, I think we should kind of break the question down. So any ideas on how uh, women's hockey fans um, can support the players in the movement? Um, Well, on that website that they all tweeted out, I think there's an option to donate. So there's that. Or if you um, don't want to or can't um, help financially, I don't know, I guess retweets and tell your friends. I think considering how this movement was initially 
publicized on social media that that counts for something that when mm -hmm. people are like, oh, why don't they like the NWHL for the for the for the game people? You can explain the issues and talk about, you know, the importance of collective labor movements and labor action and why unions are good. Uh, you don't have to get that deep, obviously. But I think if someone's being like, oh, like, what do they expect? You can say it's something better than what they've been previously given. Um, yeah. You know, they deserve better. The players deserve better. And they're trying to make something and they know more than people who are not playing. Uh, you don't have to sound as salty as I just did. But, you know, I think that even if you're just doing something as simple as like retweeting and sharing and talking about what they're trying to do and sharing what they're trying to do, I think that counts for something. Uh, Kirsten Whelan and Jared Book set up a GoFundMe that is to go to player initiatives, um, mm -hmm. which I think now is being directed towards for the game. So there's that yeah. option as well. Yeah, it was, it was initially for buying trophies uh, from the auction, and then now it, the rest of it's going towards um, mm -hmm. the CUH. It was meant to go, I think, towards the CUHLPA, which was then folded into like the For the Game movement because Liz Knox is one of the people in charge, and she was a co-chair of the CWHLPA. So if you want to help support, I will link that below, and we have confirmed the both the players, reporters, everyone, that money is going to go directly to supporting player initiatives so that is a direct way you can help support. Okay. Um, other part of the question, um, or is how could we support the NWHL as the only league in North America this season? Oof. I don't know how to answer that because I'm honestly at this point kind of torn on supporting the NWHL, especially after seeing these contracts and like I know I know women's women's hockey players women's athletes in general they aren't treated with the respect that they deserve they aren't compensated in the way that they deserve but like actually seeing these contracts and then seeing that it's an improvement makes me really question the league and also the 200 plus players saying it's not it's not an option for us that makes me think I like I don't want to that being said I also don't really like hold it against the players who do sign because for some of them that might be their only opportunity to play although I will say that having a professional viable league that the for the game players are talking about would probably actually benefit non-national team players more than it would benefit national team players mm, I do see yeah I think one thing we skipped over which um I can segue back like super, super briefly, brief aside with people claiming, and I've seen this from a few, few, few parties. Uh, again, these, like when we say like we've seen this, this isn't like, like vaguing about people. It's either, uh, genuinely quite a lot of people have had this opinion and it's like, you know, or we genuinely cannot remember the people who said this. And also like, we don't want to call people out. Like we just want to talk about what people are talking and about. Sometimes you don't want to give those people more attention. Yeah. But uh, to, to talk about like people who have been saying, like, oh, why aren't we hearing from smaller names who don't have who have more to lose? And again, I'm going to link to the Stick to Sports um, episode. I think something titled something along the lines of like why you should listen to Hillary Knight or something like that, which I find very good. It's a very good name. I love Stick to Sports. Good podcast. Uh, because they talk about, I think, basically the same opinions that we have in that obviously bigger media outlets are going to listen to Olympians over 
people who do this as a part-time job. And fans are more likely to read and listen to interviews with names that they recognize as well. Yes. And another important thing that I kind of was thinking about, but that was brought up in the Stick to Sports episode, which is, again, very good. I'm only talking about a small part of it. You should listen to it, where um, they were saying that the bigger name players, if they go out and publicly criticize the NWHL, they have much less to lose because they can't get blacklisted from the league because you can't blacklist Hillary Knight from your women's hockey league. Like, you can't do that. It's just if you say, oh, you can't play here, she'll be like, fine, you guys don't get me and she'll leave. But if someone else who's like a fourth line does this part time, you know, person goes out and says these things, the league might be like, oof, sorry, you just didn't make the cut this year. And there's much more that that they are risking in speaking out. Not only are they risking stuff in being a part of the for the game movement at all, they're also risking things if they decide to speak out in favor of it. So that is something that you have to consider. I know there was an article, I think it's from the Athletic about uh, where it had people who did have questions and they were anonymous. And so like you just just think about that. Just consider that if people aren't speaking out, that they do have more to lose if they do that. And then they can't risk it versus players like Knight, other players that I'm blanking on, but like coin and stuff. Uh, if um if they speak out, they have less to lose when it comes to like their careers. But on the other side, if you're thinking like, hey, do the like the not as well-known players agree with these people? Are they being like pressured in or whatever? They have, people have been giving interviews. People have been talking about this stuff. And it's really clear in the messaging that a lot of this is for those players that need that support. Like Knox literally gave an interview to the Victory Press. And in this article, she's like, she mentioned, I think there's, uh, I'm going to quote her. I think there's, again, a misconception that we're only seeing the interests of our national team players, that we're only looking for this one huge professional league so that our national team players can get better, and that's simply not the case. Just simply not the case. And then uh, Hillary Knight said the said a very similar thing. Uh, she said this on an episode of the Business of Sports podcast uh, with uh, Jocelyn Lamaru, who was also on this episode. And she said, the forming of the PWHPA is really to provide infrastructure for us during this year that we're not playing in any professional league in North America and to guide and have a formal place that resources can get pushed into so that we can get those out to the players that need it the most. They have been very clearly giving this message of we need to help these players who don't have that support, who don't have sponsorships, who um, are kind of getting, you know, um, kind of being left in the lurch after, you know, being at a well-resourced university where they have like, you know, resources to mm-hmm. having to quote unquote resources, you know, like at least they have a structure to the case where you have to find like your own place to train and uh, like you have to sometimes provide your own travel and all this kind of stuff. That was a very big segue for me, but basically uh, people are talking about this. You should listen. Where were we? Um, how to support the NWHL and, I think the conclusion we're drawing is we don't know if we want we to support it, but if you want to support it, uh, same as every other season, watch games, buy merch. And I think this, whatever, I think this feels like being like weird saying this, like it feels counterintuitive, but I think criticizing 
things that the NWHL is doing is important, if only just because you should not be supporting the league as a organ as a company. You should be supporting first and foremost the players, the workers in this league that are providing the product and the profit for this league. You should be supporting them because they're the ones who are like they have again the most to lose, right? Like they're putting like their their bodies, their time, their effort on the line for very little in return. And I think that if you want to support the league, and this is what I've done in the past, which is why I'm saying it, I think it's important to criticize what they're doing wrong and always focus your attention and your support behind the players wherever they are, whether that is in the league or not. Tay, do you have anything to add? No. Okay. I I feel like we're doing a lot of talking, and I'm sorry if we're talking over you, because I, I don't know. I feel like you haven't said a lot, and... Like, you don't have to say stuff. I just don't want you to feel like, I don't know, like we're just talking a lot and, like, talking for you. No, y'all are doing good. You're saying good stuff. Okay. Aww. Thank you. Um, um, oh, here's the last last half of the question, which I think we can sum up because we've kind of talked about it. Is this a case of letting the players involved do their thing and try and support whatever they decide to do? Um, I think you can do a bit of both. On Like, you should support them in terms of listening to them and trusting that they know what's best for them, whatever they're doing. And then also realizing that you don't know what's best for the players uh, more than they do. Like, you might have opinions about that kind of stuff, but, like, I think that at a certain level, you do have to step back and, you know, say, like, hey, I'm not going to go out and tell these players that they're doing the wrong thing, for the game people, for example, are doing the wrong thing. Because I'm not in that situation. So I think you should step back and not... This has been very rambly, but I think that you can do a bit of both from that question. You can both support them. And then you can also sit back and let the players do what's best for them. Or do what's best for them. This is pure speculation, but I feel like a lot of players... um, might be kind of coming up with their own merch during this time. Ooh. Uh, so keep an eye out for that, because that's a way you could directly support a player. Like, that's, like, pure speculation, but I just, I don't know. That seems like in this time, you're not in the league, you're kind of independent. That might be a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's also camps that they're doing. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's some there's some camps, so keep an eye out for that. If there's something you can, even just sharing the fact that there's a camp, telling people that kind of stuff, or going also, to one if you're interested. Anything. Yeah, some of them have adult hockey camps you could go mm-hmm. to. And I know the or, Riveters, um, or I guess the former Riveters, I don't know. Um, Sarah Bryant, Katie Fitzgerald, and Kimberly Sass are doing a goalie camp. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the for the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So if, there, um, if there's more, we know from past experience that these camps are very good, especially like yeah. if you want to learn how to play and you want to go to one of those, very good. Like also, they love the game. They will love you. They will be great. On the merch front, Amanda, I don't know if her last name is Michaela or Michaela. She used to be the Furies goaltender. Um, and and she has a golden retriever um she is in for the game and and today just on instagram she posted that she has merch oh also her dog has an instagram account oh my god oh my god this is important information i'm linking that in the description okay well i hope that answers your question abby i i don't know if it does i think a lot of it 
Um, I'm going to end. Well, I'm going to end. Someone else could say something. But for me, I think like you want stuff to happen. I've been very impatient and then nothing will happen for like four days. And you'll be like, oh, nothing's happening. And then every, and a bunch of stuff will happen. Like I went to the forest and then the PWHPA was announced. So. And the WWIHL. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of supporting leagues, NWHL is kind of a gray area for for me right now. But when it comes to supporting leagues, definitely do not support the WWIHL. That's a <laughs> hard pass on that one. For sure. But uh, with with all of this, I feel like as annoying and frustrating and as hard as it can be, I think a lot of this is going to have to be sitting and waiting to see what happens and what comes of this. Because we have the whole summer ahead of this. Like, it's not even June yet. And possibly a whole year. And possibly a whole year. We got so much time, which is a blessing and a curse. Uh, feels like a curse right now to me, but who knows? So I think you just remember to just wait and be patient as as much as it hurts and just see what's going to happen. Because there's still a lot that's I I'm not going to say that I know that there's stuff because I do not. But there's a long time before next season starts if and a long time before anything else might happen. So just don't expect things to keep going like rapid fire all the time. Just because not just because something isn't being announced doesn't mean stuff isn't happening behind the scenes. Anyone else want to say something? I would die for Liz Knox. Mood. <laughs> <laughs>